We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's a True Faith podcast. I'm Paul Lyon. I'm sat in a bar dedicated to um, the legends that have wore the Newcastle United number nine shirt. And I'm joined by one of those, Les Ferdinand. Hello, Les. Afternoon, Paul. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much. Um, 22 years ago today, you scored two goals at White Hart Lane. Um, fortunately for us, it was for Newcastle United. <laughs> yeah. Do you realise that? I didn't realise it was... Um... <laughs> 20, I knew it was 22 years ago, but I didn't realise it was to the date. Um, I was just saying it was. I knew it was 22 years ago since I last played a play for Newcastle. So um, yeah. yeah, but I didn't realise I scored the two goals for, for Newcastle against Spurs. So that's um, a nice little reminder. And I remember the two goals as well. The first one was a real scruffy finish, and the second one was a good ball in and a, a good strike. Excellent. Well, that's uh, two reasons why why we love you up here. Um, uh, running theme. Twenty two year old. You uh, you moved over to Besiktas over in Turkey. Um, obviously, a side in a country with a reputation of some genuinely crazy fans. Um, in a language that's quite far removed from English. Um, in a rivalry with Galatasaray that could be uh, pretty naughty at times. Um, in what ways did the uh, in what did like, did the experience sort of benefit you? I think that the, the, the experience benefited me not just as a football player, um, you know, the Gordon Mill, the ex-Leicester uh, and Coventry manager, was excellent football player, was, was my manager. And um, I was a young, struggling centre forward at the time and couldn't get into the first team. Needed, you know, to come out of non-league football and needed some experience and most players go sort of like to Leighton Orient or somewhere in Rotherham or somewhere in the UK for a loan experience I decided this opportunity had come up to go to Turkey um, the only thing I'd seen about Turkey at the time was a Midnight Express <laughs> so it wasn't the greatest advert for Turkish um, <laughs> for Turkey and um, so anyway I, I went out there but what I did was I, I immersed myself in the, in the culture of the Turkish people mm-hmm. um, I didn't go there thinking this ain't like London, this is not like England. I just went there thinking I'm here to try and play football and, and, and get myself a career. And this is kind of like the first the first step on the road to, to, to doing that. So uh, yeah, it was um, it was an interesting time, an interesting place. Yeah. And, and it, it wasn't just about, in the end, it wasn't just about football. Um, it, it, you know, I went, it was the first time I was away from home on my own. So it, it was a life experience for me. Um, 
I grew up as a I went as a boy and I came back as a man to be honest yeah Oh, excellent, and they wear some pretty good shirts as well, don't they? At that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. All my success, m- most of my successful time. I mean, QBR supporters would argue with this, but most of my successful times have been in a, a, a black and white shirt. To be honest. Nice. Um, well, you, you played under some pretty good managers: uh, Don Howe, Jim Smith, Jerry Francis, Trevor Francis, obviously Keegan, Daglish, Hoddle, Venables. <laughs> um, who would you say would be the best tactician? Um, Best man manager and the most underrated like, out of the out of the group that, that okay. managed yeah. So um, you missed you missed out a couple there. George Graham was fantastic. Uh, tactically aware and I say tactically aware. George was George was fantastically tactical aware. Uh, tactically aware. Hmm. Um, Terry Venables, although I probably didn't, I got probably got on with Terry Venables second least Don Howe got on with the least who he was a very good uh, coach right. Don Howe was a very good coach Terry Venables tactically was probably the best right. um, just in the way that he um, the way he put his sessions across and the, the way he got you to understand his sessions there were not there were no stone there was no stone left unturned right. and so you everybody to a man knew exactly what they needed to do when, when they went out on the pitch so in terms of being able to, to, to put his point across he was probably the best at that um, you know to for me Kevin Keegan was probably the, the best man manager I'd had um, certainly knew how to, to man manage me yeah. and was probably the best at that um, and what was the, the third question uh, most underrated underrated most underrated Question. I played with some under some very very good managers. So Jerry Jerry Francis again was was someone who got the, the best out of me. And, and if you looked at Jerry's team at, at QPR, again everybody knew probably Jerry was probably the most underrated out of yeah. all of them. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good good side there. Yeah, QPR, we had a, wasn't it? Yeah, and you know where where we was and finishing top London club when we did mm. was like you know. For the resources that QBR had at the time, yeah. um, he did an incredible job. Yeah, and the stadium pretty much looks the same. Yeah, today, it, it, it certainly is. It still <laughs> is. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was the first impressions of Keegan when he tried to persuade you? I was in awe um, because here's a man that I, you know, seen over in, in my lifetime as you know this this footballing icon. He weren't just a, a manager for me. He weren't just a player. He was an icon. He was probably the first. Um, British icon in terms of football going across to um, to Germany and, and, and you know European Player of the Year and, and, and stuff like that. So um, yeah, he was he weren't just a, and I always remember watching him on uh, what was it uh, what was that game show? Uh, I was going to say it's a knockout, knock, but it wasn't. It was a uh, oh, uh, superstars, superstars. That's the one. Watching him on superstars and <laughs> and, and, and thinking, well, he is a superstar. Yeah. And so sitting in front of him and then. I think that he had a he had a, a unique um, ability to make you feel like you'd done him the biggest favour in the world. When I when I just, when I said to him, "Yeah, I'll sign him for Newcastle," you know, he, he was just he just made me feel like I'd just done him the biggest favour in the world. You know, I mean, it weren't about me coming to Newcastle and and, and how tremendous that was. It was I'd just done him a great a yeah. great big favour. So yeah, he was probably the best um, Excellent. man manager. Excellent. Um, what was it like? What was the memories of the uh, of the Man U five nil game? What 
what was the uh, sort of your, your feelings coming off that pitch? I mean, obviously we we'd, we'd lost the game and I'd missed a few chances in the year before. Um, you know, you know, there was a, uh, mm. myself and Schmeichel had a, a running battle, and um, you know, it done it done well in that in that game. And so, you know, we'd been humiliated in in the Charity Shield. Uh, we'd lost that game one 0 and we'd lost at Old Trafford that year as well. And so, coming back here, um, I always remember Keegan's team talk was, um, "You owe those supporters out there." That's all he said. He said, "You owe those supporters out there." And and to a man, we all we all knew that we 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 did. We, we we owed them something, and so um, we went out and um, on the day everything just clicked in the place, and you know, um, you have, you have perfect afternoons, and that that was a perfect afternoon, you know. Philip Albert's chip was just the icing on the cake, you know. So people say the icing on the cake. In fact, that was the candles, the icing and the candle, you know. Um, uh, but yeah, that was you know one of the fondest memories. Right. Oh, excellent. Uh, one of my fondest memories, without doubt, was, uh, it was right next to my birthday that game. It was just, oh, right, okay. oh, it was just couldn't get any better, you know. What a weekend. Um, so, like, during uh, the end, well, sorry, at any point towards the end of the 95-96 season, um, did you ever think sort of Keegan ever stopped believing in himself? Or, like, did the players? No, I think... I think we... When you when you get on that, on that slippery slope of losing games, and, and that's where we where we got to... Um, I still think, even though we'd lost to Man United um, in the, you know did that game here, I think the, the the real, real, real turning point for us was the Liverpool game. Mm. You know, um, you know, I, I was actually at a talk last night, and someone asked me uh, asked me the question, you know, what's the greatest game you played in? And uh, someone said it must be the four three, and I went no, nah, because we lost that five the five nil against Man United, because there's not many teams that have managed to beat Man United. Um, and we should have beaten them five 0 when the, 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 the time they beat us one 0 here. Yeah. So I said that that game was probably the, the standout game for me. But the Liverpool game, um, you know, I mean, after it, I, I don't think I've ever sat in a changing room and felt the way I felt yeah. after that game because uh-huh. you know you, you knew you'd been involved in a rip roaring game, and I think every every year you have you have uh, momentous periods, and and that or you you come up and there's a, a, a game that just kicks you on or drops you down and I think that was the game that uh, if we'd have won that I think we would have gone on the title yeah. I really do it's a good argument for that like, without yeah. doubt coming off uh, on the right side of that yeah. sort of result yeah. it, just, it, just, it would have given everybody the boost because you know, it gave Liverpool the boost mm. you know, um, and uh, it would have given us that boost to go on because I think we went the next next game and lost to Blackburn and I think that yeah. was the depression of that you know, losing against Liverpool in that, in that yeah. game yeah oh. Let's not dwell on those. Uh, yeah, on them ones. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, so speaking about Kevin there, uh, Kevin Keegan, that is um, him leaving. Did you did you have any sort of England that was on the horizon? You know, in hindsight, when we look back on it, mm. and I remember we uh, again we lost to Blackburn at uh, on Boxing Day at uh, at, at uh, Blackburn, and um, always remember uh, after the game. Keegan sort of like had a go at, at the players, at a few of us, and said like, you know, there was a few harsh words said in the dressing room. Um, and then the next game was at home to Tottenham yeah. on the 28th. And his team talk was, I could drop every single one of you from for, for, for the, your performance against Blackburn. But he said, I don't think you can play that badly again. So what I'm going to do, I'm, going to, I'm not going to change the side, I'm going to let each and, each and every one of you, I'm going to allow each and every one of you to redeem yourself. 
and we did. We went out and beat Tottenham seven, seven one. I think it was. We seen two, whatever it was. But I always remember after the game, and it, and it, it, it now sort of like ranks with you, and you, you think to yourself, where, where they signed? He didn't come out and do a team talk. He didn't. Sorry, he didn't come out and do the press talk. It was Terry Venables that. Terry uh, McDermott, sorry, Terry. <laughs> it was Terry McDermott that went out and did the team talk after the after the um, the game. Yeah. And when you when you look back on it now, you think was that was that the first sign that you know, he'd had enough. Mm. And when I say had enough, had enough might not be the right word because I think it was a little bit more than just him having enough. It was the way that um, the, not the takeover, but we were floating in the way all that was mm. put to him. That's all that upset him. Or, those were his reasonings that he gave us for for, mm. for departing. Right, right. Interesting. Um, Bagwish, um, he obviously replaced Kevin. Um, given how the side finished ninety six, ninety seven season, um, why do you think he set about like dismantling that squad? What, in your opinion? I mean, obviously that included the the sale of yourself. I think in in this in this uh, in this country, I think British managers have this. Uh, when they go into a, a football club, if that football club's doing okay, they don't normally go in when it's doing okay. Yeah. They normally go in when there's a problem. But normally, when a when a manager goes into a football club, he he he, he tries to, to to put his own stamp on that football club, and needs to make a few changes to people. So people say, right, this is Kenny Dalglish's team. This is Kevin Keegan's team. This is George Graham's team. This is you know, so they make some changes. Um, Mourinho was probably the, the the only one of one of the few managers that came in when he went into Chelsea. I think he made two changes. He added two players. I think Petacek was already coming, and he added one more, which was the I think it was Ferreira, the, the, the right back, yeah. and they went on and won the league yeah. because he knew he had he had a good team there. And all he said was it ain't uh, 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 Ranieri's team because Ranieri's team weren't able to win the league. This is my team because I've made it win the league, and, yeah. and I think that's the difference. I think you know, in we have a we have a culture in this country that we have to dismantle and change yeah. to, to to make to give it our our own identity. Yeah, um, I mean, some of the players that, that we've signed and stuff like that. I mean, you're still here now. You might be knocking on your daughter to play up front. You never know. But, um, <laughs> right, uh, just a final one and a bit of an obvious one. What's your favourite ever Newcastle United goal? My favourite ever. You. Do you know what? When, uh, when I've been asked that question in the past, I said it was probably um, it was probably my first goal, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because because my mind always goes back to it, and that's why I just I, I think it it, it it was that one, you know. I scored I scored a nice goal against Everton. Um, I always remember going on the coach to, to that game and Keegan saying, um, you know, why don't you pick the ball up and run with it anymore? So when I when I used to watch you at, at, at QBI, you'd pick the ball up on the halfway line, you'd run yeah. through and score a goal. And he said, and you don't do that anymore. And I always remember saying to him, it's because when the ball comes into me, I feel like I've got so many options that if I run with it and lose it, I feel like, you know, people are going to be going, well, why didn't you give it? Because he had so many options. I said, oh, perhaps I didn't have those, those options at QBI, that's why I ran with it. And he went, I hear that, but what I want you to do is I want you to, I want you to bring that back into your game. You run with the ball. And I said, okay. And he said, and I always remember him saying, maybe not today because we never win it. Yeah. He said, Newcastle, the history of not winning at, uh, at Goodison Park. And I went to him, don't worry, we'll win today. I said, I don't lose here at Goodison Park. <laughs> and so I remember sort of like, 
uh, scoring that goal, picking up on just that over the halfway line and running and scoring that goal. And I looked over to her, I was laughing because I looked over to her and I was like, I was yeah, like, yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, that, that, was uh, that was one as well. But um, no, nah, there was some some very special goals, yeah. uh, which I which I enjoyed. I enjoyed all of them, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Les. Um, well, yeah, that that wraps things up. Um, Thanks very much for your time. It's really no. appreciated, Les. Thank you very much. Good talking much. to you. Good yeah. talking to you. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, Paul. Yeah, amazing. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.